saving money when you start your next project today at Menards. Check out our great selection of garage and utility lighting options in stock, ready to take home today. We carry everything to help you illuminate whatever project you're working on. Shop garage and utility lighting products in store at your nearest Menards. You can also view all of our entire selection of lighting options today on Menards.com. Save big money at Menards. It just doesn't feel like summer without an ice-cold Coca-Cola in your hand. Stop by your local convenience store today and grab a 20-ounce bottle of Coca-Cola or Coca-Cola Zero Sugar. Or pick up even more delicious refreshment with a 20-ounce bottle of Diet Coke, Sprite, or Fanta. So no matter how you soak in that summer sun, at home or on the go, grab an ice-cold Coca-Cola today and enjoy. Welcome to the Undead Walking Podcast, part of the Fansided Podcast Network. Now, please welcome your host, Sarah Beth Pollock. Hey everybody, we're back with another fun edition of the Undead Walking Podcast. This is your host, Sarah Beth Pollock. And yeah, it's Sunday night. We're decompressing from a weekend full of San Diego Comic-Con panels and Walking Dead excitement. And um, yeah, I mean, we fans wanted news and we got news this week. So it was a really big weekend and in a lot of ways, I think we're going to need about two months to process all of it. So it's a good thing that we have two months until The Walking Dead Season 10 finale airs on October 4th, followed by the season premiere of World Beyond. And then a week later, we have the Season 6 premiere of Fear the Walking Dead. So October is going to be a busy month. So I thought we'd do something a little bit different tonight, um, just because everybody's kind of exhausted from Comic-Con. But... I sat down to write an article about the Walking Dead Universe family hangout, and I thought, you know, maybe I'll switch it up a little bit and um, come to you guys on the podcast and talk a little bit about it instead of just putting it in an article. Um, my impression, I really liked the family hangout. I think that AMC has been trying really hard to come up with some original content for fans, and um you know, we've seen Friday Night In with the Morgans, we've seen Bottomless Brunch with Coleman Domingo, and I think that they've really come up with a clever way to bring new content to fans, and if Comic-Con hadn't happened, and this, this virtual thing hadn't happened, I think they still would have gone forward with it, and I think that this probably won't be the end of those virtual hangouts, um, that's just my guess. Um, you know, obviously I, I don't know what things are going to be like in October and, um, here in California, it's a lot different in terms of the rules and regulations to film things. So it may be a while before people get back into the studio and, and record. And so it's nice knowing that, that Chris Hardwick's going to have this option to, you know, to host panels virtually as he did at the end of the season. Um, and, you know, that Talking Dead can go on and, and that there's also this other format that we can bring cast members together. And, you know, we hadn't seen this before. And that's what I think was really cool about the family hangout was the fact that all three casts were able to come together and you had people from all three casts over, you know, almost two hours talking about the show and talking, uh, answering fan questions and 
kind of comparing their experiences. It's, it's really different um, across the three sets. And so it was really interesting to hear that. You know, it's funny too, and, and it's, it's kind of weird for me to think about this because I've, I'm a native San Diegan. I've been going to Comic-Con half my life. I mean, I, I didn't really appreciate it for what it was until I was in my 20s. And now I go every year. I haven't missed a year. And um, I don't think that you can ever replace the excitement of San Diego Comic-Con. And I don't want to, like, don't, don't mistake what I'm saying. I do not think that you can miss out. I, I don't think that you can, you can take that away. Um, San Diego Comic-Con for San Diego is kind of like the lead, the lead up from, from Christmas, really. I mean, it's, it's, there's a point in usually late May, early June when the banners go up and that's when, you know, Comic-Con's coming and um, the banners along along Pacific Highway go up and Harbor Drive and, and you go downtown and you start seeing the banners. And then pretty soon the trolleys start getting wrapped and, and there's you want to stand there and just watch the trolleys arrive to see which which companies are advertising and which shows are being advertised on the on the trolleys. And then you have um, you know, the buildings start getting wrapped and you start seeing the installations moving in and you have the off-site exhibits being built and I mean, by the time Comic-Con comes around, it really is like Christmas. It, it, there's nothing like it. And it's, it's so much more than a five-day event for people who live in the city. And I don't think you can ever replace that. That's not something that, that a virtual convention can ever capture. There, there's nothing that you can do to replace the feeling of all of those people coming together and being around people who, who love the same things you love and... Um, but I do think that this offers a really interesting alternative and, and maybe not even an alternative. Maybe it's more of a, a hybrid that we can explore in the future. And um, so that's kind of what I wanted to talk about a little bit tonight. I, I, you know, obviously for the Walking Dead fans and some of you are going to know exactly what I'm saying without saying it and others might not, but it's not hard to figure out what I'm talking about. Um, there used to be a dedicated fan convention for The Walking Dead, and it doesn't exist anymore, at least not in its current format or its former format. Um, and that was about the only time that you saw lots of cast members, past and present, coming together. There were panels, there were signings, there were photo ops, and you saw a lot of people coming together for those, a lot of the members of the cast. Um, that was a huge draw. Now with, you know, with San Diego Comic-Con has always been, and, and New York Comic-Con, I should, I should add that too. They've always been very much driven by the shows and the intent to air footage. AMC is involved, whereas AMC was not involved with those former conventions. Um, and there's a lot of things that San Diego Comic-Con and even New York Comic-Con don't offer that some of these private conventions do offer. So, you don't have the opportunity to do meet and greets with the cast. You might be able to win an opportunity, but those tickets, you know, there might be say maybe 500 tickets and you have 120,000 people registered for these conventions. So it's not the same as those private conventions. And, and by private, I mean, um, San Diego Comic-Con is nonprofit and some people are surprised by that, but that's why you don't see 
autographs being sold and you don't have photo ops, all of that, if, if those things are happening at San Diego Comic-Con, those things are happening within a, a group. It might be, you know, Marvel might be hosting their own signing or their own autographs or their own photo ops. Um, but that's not San Diego Comic-Con. That's, that's a Marvel thing. So same for The Walking Dead. So a lot of the experiences that fans have come to understand and appreciate from The Walking Dead because of those former conventions, those don't exist at Comic-Con. So at Comic-Con, you know, you might be able to go through an off-site exhibit. Um, there might be a booth on the, the exhibit hall floor. And then there's these panels in Hall H, you know. And, and the thing about Hall H, Hall H is, is a massive behemoth of an experience in itself, Um you know, once upon a time, and again, I've been going to Comic-Con for a while, so, um, you know, so I'm just, I'm just telling you what I've, I've seen over the years, and um, before Twilight was a thing, so say before, like, 2008, um, I used to, like, I'd get out of, out of my college classes, and, like, I'd look at my friends and I'd say, hey, you want to go to Comic-Con? And you can just drive downtown, walk in, buy a ticket, and go in. The floor wasn't crowded. If you wanted to buy a ticket for the following year, they had one little booth where you'd go and buy your ticket. And um, now, I mean, it's a lottery to get in. There's no guarantee just because you went one year that you get in the next year. I mean, it's you have to plan for it. You have to spend, if you're coming out from out of town, um, you have to spend thousands of dollars for hotels and food. And, you know, it's, it's, it's an investment. And um, then when Twilight came, all of that kind of went away because Twilight was one of the first movies where you had these massive groups of fans lining up to get into Hall H and they would camp. Um, the first year, I remember, um, when the first Twilight movie came out, um, the panel was either on Friday or Saturday. And that was important because what the fans had done, because you don't know when you buy your ticket, you don't know what the schedule is going to be. So the only way to guarantee that you're going to get into the panel that you want is to buy a four-day ticket. So all of these fans, um, these Twilight fans would buy tickets and the vast majority of the fans didn't really come for the rest of the convention experience. They just came to see that one panel. And they camped overnight. That's when we really started to see people camping in line. Um, they'd start camping Tuesday, Wednesday for a Friday or Saturday panel. And as soon as that panel took place, the place just emptied out. Like 10,000 people all of a sudden just were no longer around. And so finally, you know, as subsequent Twilight movies came out, you had uh, San Diego Comic-Con realized, hey, if we put this on Thursday, then maybe we won't have that kind of mass exodus that we're seeing. And we certainly won't have to, to, to have all of these people camping out. Um, and that, that kind of worked in, in a way. It just, in a lot of ways, it, it didn't help because then the same people were camping out even earlier. So you saw people camping as, as early as Monday or Tuesday for these panels. And the reason that that's important is that that really led to what we saw with Game of Thrones, what we still see with Walking Dead, what we see with the Marvel panels, what we see with you know, any major movie that people are really excited about, that's why you see people camping out. There's only, I think, 8,000 spots inside of Hall H. And if you're not camped out and ready to go, you're not getting in. And so, in a way, and, I, and again, I'm kind of thinking out loud on this, but I've been thinking about it a lot this weekend. In a way, it seems like if they 
if Comic-Con sold badges or sold access to those Hall Age panels and allowed the people who wanted to go for other things, who didn't want to go to those, the, those panels, to, to buy those tickets and to be able to get into Comic-Con and not have to have the, the massive, you know, the, the, the days in line. I mean, think about it. People are paying hundreds upon hundreds of dollars to get these hotel rooms, but they're sleeping on the grass outside the convention center for two days. So why, but they have to have a hotel room just in case you don't get access or you're not in line. So it's kind of, I mean, it's an interesting thing. And I think that there could be a way to kind of hybridize it so that people have access to these amazing panels, but they can also go in if, if what they want to get out of Comic-Con is not going to Hall H, that they still get the opportunity to do that and everybody ends up being happy. Um, so that kind of brings me to these Walking Dead universe panels. Uh, you know, so the panels were, were great. I'm going to be talking a lot about those with... Um, we have a special guest this week, and um, we're going to get a bonus episode this week with a special guest. We're going to be breaking down Comic-Con. And then Adam and I will be back on Wednesday to talk about it even more and kind of flesh it out a little bit more. Um, but what I really wanted to do is was talk about kind of the setup for it and the reason that I think that there's something to this and there's something to these panels that I really like and I really want to explore for the future. Um the reality is every panel, well, not every panel, I shouldn't say every panel, but every Walking Dead panel in Hall H is 45 minutes long. So imagine, because and they're always on Fridays. So imagine you want to see The Walking Dead. So you get in line and, you know, in previous years, it was Game of Thrones and then The Walking Dead. So you had to kind of battle for your, your spot in Hall H. And that meant you had to camp out. And so you, you weren't going into the convention until... Friday afternoon, Saturday at the earliest, because you were in line to get in for these panels. So imagine you do that, and then you get in, and you have 45 minutes, and they have to, they don't clear the room between panels. There's 15 minutes between most panels. The people who are going to leave get up, and then they let people who are coming in, in. And they will start the panel before you're in depending on where you are in line. So imagine waiting all of that time and not being able to see the start of the panel. Um, that's one of my biggest pet peeves. Um, so then you have the time crunch. So you have 45 minutes and you have Chris Hardwick, who is a wonderful host. He's been doing it for years. He knows how to do this. He comes up and he introduces the cast. Every cast member who comes up on stage gets a wild round of applause, as they should. By the time you get through introductions you've lost about five minutes. So now we're down to 40 minutes. So then you have audience breaks. You have, you know, someone will make a joke and then the audience laughs and then everybody has to settle down. Or you have one of those wild moments between um, cast members sharing something, you know, something funny, or you have, you know, something that gets people excited and people start clapping. And so then you have to, you have to wait for the audience to settle down for that. So you're losing precious minutes because of applause. And, and guys, I'm not being, I, I, trust me, I love the experience. I'm just, it's a numbers game for me. I'm just looking at the, the numbers behind it. Um, factor in a, a panel or factor in, not a panel, factor in a trailer that's a couple minutes. Um, and then you get to, to questions and answers. And this, this is a hard one because I know some people love Q&A and other people absolutely hate it. Q&A is at its best when it's run 
in advance where people submit their questions, regardless if it's in person or on a panel, a virtual panel, um, where questions are screened. Because invariably, people get really nervous. All eyes are on them, and they're up on the big screen, and they see themselves, and they get nervous, and it's really hard to talk in front of I mean, if you're not used to talking in public, it's so hard to do that. So um, so it gets, it, it gets really hard to, to have people asking questions. And, you know, some of these questions are so good and you want to hear the answers, but the answers get drowned out because people laugh or people clap or it's just, you know, you, it, stuff gets lost because of the enormity of, of the room and the background noise. And, and um, you know, and then you have the people and, and God bless them. You know, they get up there and, and this is their moment and they're talking to their favorite cast member and they have a question or they tell the people that they have a question and then they just want to say how much they love the cast member. And, and like I said, God bless them. It's great that they love the cast member, but we have 45 minutes and, and we only have so many, so many minutes with this cast. And that's where the family hangouts were. So the family hangout was so great is that we had fan questions. It was all fan driven, but you could hear everything. You could hear the answers. It was a solid, you know, each panel from The Walking Dead to Fear the Walking Dead to World Point Beyond, each panel was an hour-long, solid content. When people laughed, it they got back together, the cast got back together, and they would they continued on. But it was it was solid. It was you got your your money's worth, in other words. And so that's that's something that I really think I think there's something to that. And I think it would be really cool if there was a way that Comic-Con could make it so that people could access those panels. They could be done virtually, even if, you know, if you want to sell admission into Hall H separately, maybe so that people who want to see those panels can see them live, but they're filmed so that people can stream them. Um, yeah, I think there's something to it. I think there really is something to it. And, um, you know, I, I think that's going to be an interesting thing because moving forward, the reality is, you know, as much as we don't want to admit this, but the reality is conventions aren't going to be the same, you know, you, until there's some kind of a vaccine and until people know what's going on and until people feel safe, they're not going to, nobody's going to want to have autograph sessions where you're coming up close to somebody and nobody's, I, I don't know how long it's going to be before you see photo ops where you get to, to hug your favorite cast member. I mean, I just, I don't see that being feasible. It's, it's sad, but I, I think it's an unfortunate reality of, of where we are right now. It's going to be a while before we get back there. Now, fortunately, we have a lot of really cool options. We have, um, we have cameos where you can pay to have a, a cast member record a message for you. Some conventions, um, Wizard World has done this, and I think it's a great idea. You pay to have two or three minutes in a video chat with your favorite cast member. What a great thing. So now instead of it's recorded for posterity, I mean, you get to have a conversation. No one else is there. No one's rushing you. And you get one-on-one -on -one time with your favorite fan or your favorite, your favorite actor. And I think that's a really cool alternative. So I feel like there's a really interesting opportunity here. If AMC kind of puts their, their thinking caps on and figures, figures out, you know, how much more of these, uh, how much more content can we deliver if we get the cast together Obviously, there's Friday Night In, and there's uh, we just heard that um, Bottomless Brunch with Coleman Domingo is coming back, and that's another great opportunity. 
Um, you know, but maybe they can have some more of these, these get togethers with the casts, you know, nobody's, nobody's filming right now and it's going to be a while before they get back to filming. So what a great way to bring people together. It's all done from the comfort of their homes. And, um, you know, and, and as fans, like we get to see people in a relaxed environment and it's, it's really fun. So, so yeah, I mean, it's, I think it's worth kind of thinking about and, um, you know, I think the, the more feedback that AMC gets, the better off the chances are. So if you have strong feelings about it, um, you know, tweet AMC, tweet, you know, send a message on Facebook and, um, you know, put your thoughts out there. Because I think I think we have something, I think there's something really special with this. And, you know, I look forward to watching the panels over again, probably several times. And I think a lot of people will as well. And I, I think that there's there's a really there's something to be said about that. Um, and like I said, I'm never, I'm never going to say that a virtual convention will replace the excitement of being there in person, but I think there's something to this and I think it's worth exploring. And I think we need to talk about it and get our, our thoughts out there so that people who make these decisions can, can decide, you know, how do the, how do you move forward and what can you do, especially in the next say 12 to 18 months while we figure out what the heck's going on in the world. I don't think it could hurt. So, so those are my thoughts. And um, <laughs> this was kind of a fun way of of getting getting those thoughts out without writing an article. So I appreciate you bearing with me. Um, so yeah, thank you. This is our this is the third episode of the Undead Walking podcast, and uh, I'm really excited. And um, I do I did mention at the top of this that I've got some really really cool guests lined up and there's a lot of excitement among the cast to, um, to, to participate and to, to say hi to all the fans. And, and there again, another opportunity, everybody wants to, to say hi to the fans. So, um, so we're glad that we can bring this to you as well. So if you like what you're doing, well, if you like what we're doing, I should say, and by we, I mean myself and Adam Carlson, my co-host, um, Give us a like, you know, find us on iTunes, uh, you know, however you get your podcasts, um, leave us a rating, leave, leave us a review and uh, be sure to get your questions in. would love to have some questions and, and some feedback on what you think about these, the virtual conventions and the Walking Dead Universe family hangout. And do you want to see more of this? What would you do? What would you change? What would you do differently? Um, leave all of those thoughts and send us your questions on, you know, social media in your reviews. And we will do our best to address some of those questions in the podcast when we record later this week. So thank you so much, everybody for listening and, um, can't wait to talk to you again later this week. And I will be joined. Um, let's see, what can I tell you tomorrow? Tomorrow I'm going to be chatting with Julian Cannon, and a lot of you know him from AlternativeMinds.com. He's a fellow uh, Walking Dead writer and, and super fan, and so we'll be kind of breaking down Comic-Con because he and I met at Comic-Con, so I think it's, it's entirely appropriate that we chat about it. And then I'll be back with Adam later this week, and then we'll have a really fun special guest for you in next Sunday's podcast, so be sure to tune in then. Um, so as always, I thank you for your attention. Thank you for listening. And uh, to everybody out there, stay safe, wash your hands, and watch out for those walkers. Thanks, guys. 
Hudson family has four kids and two options for a new home. Number one checks a lot of boxes. It's big, close to work. Private tennis court. Number two was kind of cramped, and that old barn was clearly haunted. But it has one gig internet with AT&T fiber, so plenty of bandwidth and unlimited data for us to stream 4K movies while Billy games. Tina video chats, and Andrew and Maddie can do homework. HBO Max. Good point, Ghost. AT&T Fiber comes with HBO Max included. Looks like the Hudsons are bypassing the commuter's paradise to go with one gig internet with AT&T Fiber. And a fun new guest. Get super fast entertainment grade internet with AT&T Fiber. Now with the limited data included. Find out how to get one gig internet for $49.99 a month for a year. Limited availability in select areas. Call 1-877-ONLY-ATT. Download max typically 940 megabits per second. Speeds not guaranteed. Vary. $10 per month equipment fee applies. Compatible device and online account registration required for HBO Max access. New residential ATT Fiber customers only. Other charges and restrictions apply. Visit att.com slash ATT Fiber for details. Right now, switch your family to T-Mobile and get four lines for $25 a line with AutoPay and 5G access included on America's largest 5G network. So don't wait. Get unlimited and nationwide 5G access for the whole family for just $25 a line. Visit a T-Mobile store or T-Mobile.com today. Plus taxes and fees. Customers may notice lower speeds and further reduction if using over 50 gigs a month due to data prioritization. Video at 480p. Unlimited while on our network. Qualifying credit and 4 plus lines required. Capable device required for 5G. Coverage not available in some areas. Some uses may require certain features. See T-Mobile.com.